Hi, and welcome to the Flute Talk Podcast, where we talk about all things flute, live here on Patreon. What is Patreon? Patreon is a place for fans like you to come and support creators like us. So why not join us over on Patreon and help us continue to make great content? The Flute Talk Podcast is also brought to you by the Flute Center of New York. The Flute Center of New York has the world's largest selection of flutes. If you need to buy a flute or piccolo, the Flute Center of New York has you covered. With our code TFC at checkout, you can try up to three to four flutes for up to 10 days, have an extended 18-month warranty, and free shipping worldwide. So be sure to go to the website flutes4sale.com. So that's flutes4sale.com. Flutes4sale.com. Just be sure to use that code TFC for all those perks, and a little bit of that does go our way. Another sponsor is, well, ourselves. We have a store. If you haven't noticed yet, we have a store over at store.theflutechannel.com. We have some shirts and posters and things like that over at Teespring. So you can definitely go there and get some merch, posters, whatever you like that we have. It will be there. You probably notice it under our videos. If you're interested, be sure to go to store.theflutechannel.com. That helps us out immensely. So yeah, on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Talk Podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Emily. And so we got some questions uh, for the podcast today. Um, we're going to start with uh, like Weenie Hut Jr. <laughs> These names on YouTube, I guess. Uh, what are some efficient ways to practice playing the flute without skipping over important lessons to improve? I start practicing my flute again and don't know where to start to get better since I've already learned the basics. Yeah, we get this a lot for sure. What do you mm-hmm. think about that? Yeah, so first, like, uh, the interaction was a bit fast, but we're live on YouTube. Of course. So you can leave questions. Yeah, yeah And we'll also answer live. Um, so, yeah, you just picked up the flute after playing for a couple, playing, and you stopped. Now you're starting again. You don't mm-hmm. know what to work on. Yeah, I think um, so. Okay. It's a bit, uh, it can depend. Some people will have to work on their sound or on their technique or on um, um, blowing in a continuous way. Some people have to work on their posture. Like, I haven't seen you, so it's difficult to say. But when you say you've already learned the basics, I would say that, um, in my opinion, there's almost only the basics you know, it's just the level of mastery of the basics that you have. Do you understand what I do? You agree with me? Yeah, with yeah, that? totally. Totally makes sense. Yeah, like that's. There's not that much to it playing the flute, you know. You blow constantly. Um, you know, you keep a certain stability in your embouchure throughout registers. Mm-hmm. And um, you try to keep your head in line, not have a forward head. Those types of things. And then you move your fingers. You, If your posture is good, you don't hold the flute with your fingers so that your fingers are uh, able to move freely. Like, those are the basics. And then it's about m- the level of mastery of those basics and how... how um, stable you are you know mm-hmm. and always getting a good sound and all that stuff but to say exactly what you would have to work on it's difficult 
if I haven't heard you. But that's the best answer I can give. Do you have anything else? To no, that's pretty much it. Like that's, uh, yeah, it really comes down to that. The basics are kind of things you always um, go back to all the time throughout your whole entire like musical journey or career, for sure. Uh, yeah, you have a lot of videos about different things to kind of refresh your, you know, refresh your outlook on a lot of different topics. So it's definitely something to uh, go and look at for sure. Uh, Teresa Lau. She wants to know, and there's a couple little questions here. Uh, she's a little bit lost on her musical journey, and she wants to know uh, where she lives. Trinity and ABRSM uh, diplomas are, are, rec are there uh, in their area. Which one is more recognized? And also, uh, if I want to teach in the future, do I have to take a teaching diploma? I want to take the performing one instead. Do people still teach with their performance diploma? And hope to hear from you soon. Okay. Um, I'm not an expert on those degrees, ABRSM, Trinity, like... Those are conservatories like RSRCM. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I, I yeah. know they exist, but I don't know which one's more recognized. Do you know? I wouldn't say, like, one or the other. If you go by numbers, like, I think ABRSM might be the most uh, used worldwide. Okay. But, like, in North America, it's RCM. RCM gets a lot of recognition because in, in universities in the United States, there really isn't, like, a conservatory collectively there's mm -hmm. a lot of different schools that kind of reference from all the other three major programs which are rcm the royal conservatory uh both the canadian and i think there is an rcm british unless that is abrsm i'm not uh, entirely those certain these are um they're interesting they're a good alternative i guess to going to college or university yeah. or they're very structured so it's it's based off of like lists and stuff like that as, as opposed to Universities which are developed by, or the curriculum is developed by individual teachers. Yeah, yeah. So. And also, I think you also have like history and ear training and theory in, in those degrees as well. So it's pretty full, you know. And um, yeah, so I guess maybe you said ABRSM is more used, so maybe it's more known. So right. if you want to use it in your resume for teaching, maybe you should do this right. one, I guess. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't worry too much if like you're going to eventually move away from your region uh, that, uh, say, you move to another country. They'll still recognize that because you've done the work. Like Those programs are well-recognized, all of them. They've gone past that threshold of being around for such a long time and being... Um, you know, efficient at that. And yeah. Well. Anyways, if you're teaching privately, it's mostly for, um, let's say you're doing um, an ad, you know, or you're, you're marketing, you put your degree in there. Yeah. So it's not like, as long as you have something that kind of proves to your students that yeah. you've been through a certain level, I don't think either it's a will be, deal. yeah, either will be impressive for sure. You know, like yeah. it's just, uh, maybe that's whatever a good point. suits you best. And then you uh, should you do teaching or only performance? I think a lot of people teach with only performance. Yeah. It might be interesting to do teaching because teaching is a, a thing in itself. Um, I don't know how good those degrees are. I didn't do them, but I have studied both performance and teaching and they are different things. And if you only teach the way you've been taught, it becomes a bit... Um, thin you know mm -hmm. as a teaching mm -hmm. experience yeah so i think it's a good idea to maybe do the degree in, in teaching or read a couple of books about teaching right. or just open your 
mind to different uh, different things, you know, because you don't want to just other people are not don't necessarily have the same experience as yours. So just using your own experience to become a teacher. Yeah. But you can also learn with experience, too. You know, with time, you get better at it. And exactly. You know, yeah. it's a whole you have to see, you know, what mm -hmm. you'll get from it. Exactly. Uh, to go back, I think, back to the first question uh, in the live chat, we have uh, Alicia Rogers. She wants to know, uh, she's put her, uh, her flute down for a long time, almost 15 years, uh, and she's having a hard time remembering the major scales. Besides what you just said about uh, basics, like, do you have any tips about remembering your scales? Okay. I guess well, that, that means you can let major me Major scales chat. are always based on the same sequence of tone and semitones. It's tone, tone, semitone, tone, 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 semitone. So that's the first thing you need to know. And then um, some scales have sharps, some scales have flats. You should know the order of sharps and flats by heart. Um, and then there's a trick to, to know them. You know, like if you're mm -hmm. in G major, you have F sharp. You take the order of sharps and the last sharp... You go up one semitone, you get to your tonic of your scale, which is the first note or the name of the scale. So that's for sharps. And then for flats, it's you take the name of the scale and you add one flat to the order of, of flats. But I'm pretty sure like if you get um, your scales, you'll see it, you know. Maybe I should make a video about that, mm -hmm. about how to, f you know, know that by heart. Totally. Yeah. Because that's a bit short of an explanation, but I think I could do better with a like a couple of minute video. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, totally. Um, but also, yeah. like when you practice your scale, maybe your scales, maybe don't try to practice all twelve at once. You know, give learn one a week or one for two three days, and then go to the next one. And then once you know all of them, then you can maybe go from one to the other mm -hmm. faster mm -hmm. don't try to cram your head with all of them at once that might help as well totally totally um tika wants to know how can i what can i do to improve my breathing capacity i can barely sustain more than five measures right now well depends on what those measures are but yeah yeah, you yeah. Mean maybe yeah five measures is still quite long if they're long legato or slow stuff it depends on the tempo and stuff yeah it can be quite long yeah um so you want to increase your breathing so there are two things that you can work on either take more air in or uh, lose less air mm -hmm. so uh, maybe you have to check both ends of that uh, we have a couple of videos about breathing and also about air management um, what should i say sometimes I see people who still have air, but they don't push out all their air because they feel uncomfortable. Like it's a feeling of I need more air in, but you don't really mm -hmm, do. Mm -hmm. um, so there's that. To practice that, you can take a breath in and hold it for 20 seconds and practice that a couple of times a day. Uh, that teaches your body not to breathe so often. And then for the other thing, taking more air in you can use a trick hawaii which uses all three levels of breathing so the belly and then the ribs and then uh, the chest so mm -hmm. so you take more air in you right. can also if you don't have a lot of time to breathe in push out your belly that kind of makes space and helps mm -hmm. keep your 
throat open when you breathe in. <gasps> and also you don't have to open your mouth too much when you breathe in. Sometimes we lose a lot of time opening our mouth a lot. Mm -hmm. So there's that. If you don't open your mouth, sometime, sometimes you can take very, very discreet breaths in short amount of time. So that can help. And then um, see if you lose a lot of air when you blow out. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe adjust your, your dynamics or um, all types of things like that. You know, it's a whole management of your air budget. Yeah, there you go. So hopefully it helps. Yeah, I agree with that. That's pretty interesting. Like I said, that we have a big video about that that we did a couple of weeks ago about breathing and uh, 3D breathing and like how to breathe longer and it's really systematic so you can just start with just the beginning and just build on that and then go on the second part of the video then the third part of the video you can yeah, really use Yeah, there's that. different exercises. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, breathe a vanilla wafer wants to know uh, how do I know if I have an airy key? I think I may have one but don't quite know what it sounds like. Well, I think like personally like if you know if you think you have an airy flute or an airy tone hole you probably do so you should probably bring it to your technician just to check because there's really no telltale tall tell signs besides like having that feeling like oh the flute's not sealing properly i should go bring it and uh, there's really no way else to kind of fix it besides giving it to a technician unless you know how because like some people they use cigarette paper to fix that but really it's not for that it's really for you know getting rid of uh, moisture and all that type of things like that so I don't know. What do you think? That's what I think. Yeah, I agree with yeah. you. If you have a doubt, you're probably right. And um, you should bring it. Anyways, you should bring it pretty much every year just to check, make sure everything's okay. If you wait too long, sometimes things get dis misadjusted even more and then it might cost you more in the end. Oh, yeah. So it's better exactly. to just have it in your budget um, to keep your flute in shape. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, Andrea Parker, she wants to know, uh, I play flute too, but I have a problem that I'm having a hard time fixing when i first start playing a note the note sounds airy then becomes more clear how do i fix this so the notes sound clear all the way through like at, right okay at the so when she plays the sound's not good and when she attacks the note it's not good right away and then it becomes better that's it i guess yeah it gets clearer i guess yeah. okay so yeah. that can be two things either your um Air support is not there from the beginning or your embouchure is not stable from the beginning. So either when you attack, maybe when you breathe in, you move your mouth a lot and then by it takes time for your lips to get back in place. So maybe just make sure that you're, you have kind of a mask. Like when you play and the sound is good, maybe check in the mirror and try also to feel, you know, like the physical memory of, how it feels when the sound is good, then try to place yourself like that and then attack the note like that. It's really just an awareness thing um, because your sound is good, so you know how to do it. You mm -hmm. just have to start the note like that. Um, when you start a note, make sure the air is already ready behind. So sometimes I'm like this, I breathe in, all my air is ready. The air pressure is built up in the back. My my tongue is there. And then I just release the tongue. And the air comes out. Mm -hmm. Everything's already there. The embouchure is already placed. Um, I think it's a very simple thing like that. That if you're practicing with awareness. Looking at yourself in the mirror. Trying to remember the feeling. Um, and get it right from the beginning. You can deal with that pretty easily. There you go. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, Amonto Ligre Louis, he's like, he says, I'm 24. I'm a beginner. Is there time for, uh, still time for me to become a professional or is it impossible and I'm out of time now? Um, I don't think so. Like I knew somebody who started at 30 and was able to be successful or have a okay, you know, career playing in a little, in an orchestra, little orchestra and stuff like that. Like you can start at any age with music, I think. Yeah. It doesn't matter the instrument. Like, yeah. Plus like. Um, it all depends what you want to do. Yes. Because creativity has no age. There's not only... Um, we tend to think as like, like classical flutists that the only way is to be um, virtuoso, uh, playing in an orchestra, doing auditions, and then winning it, and then your life is set. Like Yeah, being a virtuoso at 11 and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's just like... There's so many ways to be a musician and to be creative and you can get to a very good level. And if you're creative, you can totally make amazing things Mm -hmm. in music at any age. Yeah. And there's not only one path. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't get too... uh uh don't get too uh frazzled by all the stuff that's online or what people say about specific things you have to be x this to become y that or any of those formulas don't exist in 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 the creative fields and when you listen to people a lot of people have very different stories from each other and different ways of success because Um, we're told that success is this one thing but i we have to widen our equation (laughs) yeah widen our perspective on that there you you go yeah uh, Subri, sorry, I'm pronouncing this probably very badly. Subrio Giotti Das wants to know which flute is the best for beginner and how do I start without a teacher? Good combo question. We probably know what the other one is. The other question <laughs> answer is our method is a really helpful method that you can use. Uh, but for flutes, you know, like so if you're, the method you can yeah, find it on Musagy.com. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and it's very gradual and yeah, yeah, it's a great, great book and and it has videos and you can and it's a PDF and you can also get the physical too. And, uh, yeah, that's really structured and that can be a very helpful tool. But if like, say you really fell in, fall, have fallen in love with the flute before you even wanted to learn it, but you really are desiring to go forward, I would really encourage, you know, getting a good flute, a decent flute, you know, a decent, good student flute, maybe not that budget $100 flute that we always say for people who are just curious about the flute and just want to kind of do it for fun, unstructured and all that stuff. Uh, you know, we have a lot of flutes from like the Flute Center of New York. They can try out Trevor James, Yamaha. There's a lot of good beginner brands, even uh, Powell, Sonare, uh, you know, there's Haynes, there's Gemeinhart. We, we're very unbiased on which ones, so that's why you go and try those out there. And uh, we have a lot of information about how you can get uh, to try three to four flutes in the description using our code TFC with them. You go to flutecenter.com now. I think it's now flutecenter.com instead of Flute Center of New York, but I think they both still go to the same site. So uh, you can also call them and mention our code and they'll they're all flutists there so you know there's a lot of good beginner flutes yeah and when you use your our code it helps us out so thanks everyone who has been using it and um yeah the other question before about starting at 24 and all that made me think about lizzo you know i'm not a expert on her like i don't know her that much and i don't but like i know her everyone knows her (laughs) and you know like the reason why she has a cool career right now is because she's creative she Mm-hmm. She could have went in the path of, uh, you know, auditions and stuff like that. I don't even yeah. know if she's a virtuoso or anything like that. Who cares in a way? She yeah. does her own thing. She's known for it. 
she has a cool career yeah, just saying a, yeah. you know there's different yeah paths yeah and she's like a singer songwriter and like she apprenticed with prince you know she lived there in minnesota or wherever prince was and worked with him and stuff like that so you know there's so many different routes and like it's not just being a flutist just being creative you know yeah. just being applying your creativity to whatever fields multiple fields you know like writing this and that it all mm. it all goes in together she's a pretty good role model for that to kind of understand like oh there's so many things you can do you know for sure good a uh, good point um this goes back i think to another one another question about uh making sounds on the flute Imar Kuedif, sorry if I'm pronouncing these names wrong. I have trouble making sounds on certain notes on my flute. Is there a problem coming from my flute? Hard to tell, hard to say without seeing you, I think, right? Um, yeah, but if it's only certain notes, mm -hmm. like if it's, let's say, two oh. notes next to each other. Yes, I see. Yeah, yeah. If it's two notes next to each other and um one doesn't come out then it's probably the flute if it's only like let's say you can play well in the low register but not in the high register then my maybe it's the way you're playing that would be my uh, my guess what do you think yeah that's a, a good um a good uh viewpoint on that for sure like i would say like if they're in between notes say you go like g is fine then f isn't or no g is g is fine f isn't e is fine then isn't like it's really like it could be like several different problems so then in that case really um if the homogeneity sorry i'm pronouncing it wrong like if you can't wherever the problem is if it's like multiple spots then really it's probably something you have to go and bring to a technician if it's just one uh spot it could be just like maybe there's a little bit of moisture while you're playing there could be something going on um But like, yeah, at that case, like you have to kind of look at it, but it's about but usually having I would say anyway, bring it to a technician yeah. because worst case, they'll say your flute's fine. Yeah. And there's a lot <laughs> of resources out there. Um, I know Strobinger Flutes has a uh, list of all their uh, technicians and, and by country, too. So there's lots of countries, almost all of them. Some of them are not like recently we had somebody from Iran who wanted to know if there was a flute place and it wasn't on that list. And we found out through a person on Twitter, uh, on Instagram, who runs the Iranian Flute um, Association. And they have a flute repair technician in their country. And I gave the reference to there. So the information is a, a lot out there. Look for flute associations or even music associations in your own country. And even on Instagram. Or your they have, state. Or your or state your or whatever. Or yeah. But uh, I usually reference to the Straubinger uh, list, which okay. is a flute company. And uh, it's a it's a very diverse list, and it, and they're all the best technicians. I I honestly think a lot of those people on that list, ninety nine percent, are all the best technicians for flute in the world. So you can go there, and they'll know right away. And usually, usually they're little problems, um, unless you've had a flute that hasn't been repaired ever. Then you're gonna probably invest a lot right away. Um, but yeah, that's a bit for that. Um, Arno, I won't pronounce the other part of his name because I'm just brutalizing these. I play on a wooden flute, a whole finger, and I love my sound. Do you have wooden flutes? And what do you think about wooden flutes? Greeting from the Netherlands. Oh, the Netherlands. That's amazing. Well, we only have like the piccolo is wooden. Yeah. But we don't have any wooden head joints. No, or no. flute. But I or would love flute. to Oh, you have, have a wooden one. like Baroque flute, I guess. Yeah, but it's completely different. Yeah, I yeah. don't play it so well. So Yeah, we're looking into that. I know yeah. for wooden head joints. Uh, if you're a wooden head joint maker, let us know. Maybe we'll invest in that because... Uh, We're looking. 
Yeah, because like um, I would like to have one. I don't think I would get the whole flute. I think with right. the head joint, I could get a pretty mm -hmm. good difference in sound already for mm -hmm. cheaper than changing the whole flute. Yeah. But yeah, it's beautiful. I've tried some and mm -hmm. they're nice. I love them. Yeah. Yeah. They're a bit thicker, so it's a different feeling, huh? Yeah, it just depends on how what type of tone holder is, right? Like if they, some wooden no, headroom makers mean, like make the a outside. Yeah, that's what I was gonna okay. get to. Is like a lot of them. Sometimes when it's built, they sometimes they build a riser on top, uh, like how we traditionally see a flute. They put that mouthpiece there so they don't have to thicken the wall as much. And then there are some other, a lot of others that make it within the bore. So then that has to be as thick because that's the riser you know the thickness is the riser inside the head joint so and then the metal part so there's two different ways of kind of making it and yeah but even like the like, feeling of holding it oh yeah it's the whole fruit it's different oh yeah it's, it's way different because you have like the weight the smoothness the texture all those things are different uh, the diameter the diameter of the yeah. it's it's going to be larger so it's not going to match it's very rare that they all match the same diameter and bore as the rest of your flute. That doesn't necessarily but he make has a any. Whole, the whole flute yeah, the whole like flute. That. Yeah, when you have a whole flute like yeah. that, then everything it's just, is just I bigger. guess when you change often, oh yeah, it must be a completely different feeling of holding it right. when you have the whole flute. Exactly, because the keys are uh, keys and mechanism are all spread out more and built a bit bigger and differently. Okay, just a little bit from what yeah. I noticed. Huh. That's but cool. that's but cool. But it sounds amazing. Oh yeah, those are good flutes. Yeah, you know, beautiful. like. Uh, and it's more yeah. warm, I guess. You know, less less brilliant, like less uh, shiny, but more uh, warm. Right, exactly. Uh, oh, to go back to that lady who, or man or woman, I don't know. Sorry about the flute making certain sounds, uh, certain flutes. It's GNF, so yeah, GNF. They're right next to each other, so yeah, you should really go and take yeah, it to a. It's probably the flute. Yeah, it's probably the flute. So you should want, you should really take it to a technician. They'll There's be able a lot to fix of them. keys in that area yeah. that can get. Those are trouble areas because those yeah. are the that's the conjoining of the two fingers, right? So you're going to be doing a lot of a lot of movement there a lot. So that's usually typical. And you know, every just to kind of talk about like repair and technicians and stuff like that, and just flute general wear and tear. A flute wears down, just like any other instrument. You're not going to be able to, even if you don't play on it often, it's going to eventually yeah. wear out. So you have to, it's not going to, it's not delaying the inevitable. Like you still have to bring it to a technician and, um, you know, bringing it every year just to be looked at is wor a worthwhile investment. If you're even, even if it's a student flute or even a budget, like budget flute or any flute really just. Be sure to bring it there. They can guide you to make it a more solid all-around tube and and make it sound good. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, there's somebody is from Iran. That's so cool. Yeah, we have a lot of people from Iran, which That's is really amazing. amazing. And even the flute association there is really cool. You the should check out their. Is popular in Iran. Yeah, the I think so. Classical flute. I guess so. Or like, I think maybe it's both. Maybe the nay? a lot of the dene and all those things. Maybe the nay is beautiful. Yeah. it's completely different though. Huh? To play like yes. you play on, mm -hmm. uh, you don't play on the tip of your fingers, right. and there's a membrane that vibrates. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I know it's somebody beautiful. has built. I know two or three flute makers have built a, a silver head joint with a, a hole with a membrane, so you can make it more nay sound. Like they drilled a oh, hole okay. in a specific spot of the of the flute, and they put a piece of like ceram wrap and a little bit of tape and then they <laughs> and it makes that buzzing sound yeah, and there's even one so that's cool. made more professionally that has like a latch 
that, that you can put on your flute. No, no, that's actually the head joint itself. No, but the, f- the head joint you can put on your flute. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you sound like you're yeah, bzz, playing bzz, the bzz, 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 Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. So I they love have that. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, Bricaldi or one of those it's Italian. It's easier than like learning it. another flute, you know. You just right. change the head joint. Yeah, and boom. Exactly. Yeah, uh, but yeah. I'm sorry. We sh- we should answer his question. I'm sorry. It was just a nothing. I'm sorry about. Uh, hi, I'm from Iran, and I've uh, been playing the flute for three years. What should I do to improve my breathing? Can you help me? Like we were talking about that breathing video. A couple we have breathing a videos. couple of videos yeah. about breathing. I think you even made a uh, playlist about breathing. Or Maybe, something. but there? yeah. like there's at least three videos. At least about three videos breathing. about breathing on the channel. The last one has yeah uh, exercises that you can do to improve it that could help a lot. So I would encourage you to look at that. Exactly. Uh, Elizabeth Hollingsworth wants to know uh, if your practicing technique is slow to fast with a metronome. Uh, wait, okay. <laughs> if your practicing technique is slow to fast with a metronome, when barely it's like that, uh, but you run into a wall, what practice method would you recommend to get over that wall other than like grit and like pushing more? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. That's a really good question. Sorry, I brutalized the question, That's but I think I understand. Very good question. Uh, last week, I think we released a video about how to practice. So, how to practice uh, tough passages or whatever. Our last video is about that. So you, you can should apply check that with it technique. Out. It's so true. You can. That's probably what you're going to. Huh? It's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can work with different ways. So um, first of all, like even if you go faster and faster and faster, remember that once in a while you have to go back to slowness mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. bring back control. Because right. when you try to go faster and faster and faster, it tend at after a while you tend to lose control, and slowness will bring you back that control. So alternate between fast and slow. That would be the first thing. Then there's so many cool ways to practice. You can change the rhythm. So you can go. Fast, like long, short, long, like da 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 da. Let's say you're practicing da 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 da. You could go da 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 da, and then da 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 da. You change the rhythm. Then you make the first note long and the three other short da 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 da, and then the opposite da 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 da. You know, so you have that. Um, then you can play like little sprints. So you play like one beat plus right. one note. Yeah. And then you can play two beats sprint and then uh-huh. three beats sprint. And then, uh, okay, so there's that. Um, and then what else did I say? I think it was pretty much like the best ways. You can also practice... If it's a thing going up, you can practice going up and down, up and down, up and down. Don't always go fast, you know, take your time, go fast. And uh, also, sometimes you need to take a break from it, practice something else. Maybe take a break for a full week or a full month and go back to it later when Mm -hmm. you're more calm towards it. Sometimes the brain needs time. And you can't just cram things. Yeah. It takes years to build a technique. Exactly. Thanks, Odyssey of Ascension. $100 oh, in the Super Chat. So super much, nice. Roxanne. Thanks, Roxanne. Yeah. So, so cool. generous very, of you. Thank very you. Very nice of you, for sure. That always helps us tremendously. <laughs> I love that. Um, Amina Johnson wants to know, uh, yesterday, I just got my own flute for the first time and still trying to learn how to play. Any tips on what I should do? Okay, our, if you're a real beginner, maybe get our method. Method, yeah, that can help out. And plus, like, we have a, a great couple playlists 
about how to just start on the flute and learning from home. You know, there's a couple of playlists. If you go to our YouTube channel, go to the playlists. There's a bunch of like playlists on in order, almost pretty much that will guide you more and more. And um, yeah. start simple, you know. And the method helps. Once you get through all those, you can jump onto our method and uh, and get that and uh, run through the 15 lessons that there that are there. It yeah. guides you really gradually throughout the next couple weeks and, and months that you're going to be doing this hopefully for sure. the second book will come in yeah it's going to be coming this year for sure very soon probably in the first quarter of this year we're still going through a bunch of edits and stuff but uh, it's done it's just we're just going to put everything together and then yeah, have an, an, a nice good, product so. for you so and that's gonna be i think 20 lessons or something like that 20 intermediate that's lessons a big one yeah there's like <laughs> there's a lot of lessons in this one it's the I biggest put book so much in that so yeah. um that's going to be you know the for people who are, you know, in the middle, you know, people who are really just wanting to kind of, and coming back from the middle, you know, people who have, we get a lot of people, uh, and that would a, be a, a good large amount of people for, for people back, coming you back, know? you know, people who are coming back from 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, even some people, you know, like yeah, all age groups, it doesn't matter, you know, go back into it. And what's great is that you can learn these core elements again and then apply them and uh, increase your musical creativity. You know, I know a lot of people who are also taking it and just learning flute and then learning Irish flute on the side and doing yeah. all types of stuff like that. So it's a good little ecosystem. It's so cool. Like we've had um, flute teachers saying that they yep. use our method yeah, with their students. Now so it's happening like a lot. So people are using your method in school programs in like Texas and in different places like that. That's where we've been getting uh, requests to uh, send books to them you know which is really great yeah that's very We're super cool. super happy about that yeah and it's all because of you guys you know you guys make this all possible and it's really uh totally really amazing um daniel perez wants to know i'm considering going to i'm considering going to university to major in music performance on the flute is majoring in music a good way to go what are your thoughts yeah so work oh yeah you can talk about it first if you like I don't know. Like I'm split it, about it. But you're split about it? Yeah, I think like either way, like I think you can, if performance is your route, now there is a fork in the road saying, do you want to be more of a soloist or do you want to be more of a technician soloist, like playing in an orchestra and all those types of things? Or do you want a bit of both? Or do you want both heavily and together? You know, like there's a lot of things to learn that university won't prepare you for there. Like as a business, like treating yourself as a business and putting yourself out there making programs making your own soloist stuff because we now live in an age that you can do that all by yourself instead of having an agent because having an agent i can tell you most people i know don't have an agent in the music world so that's rare in mm -hmm. my mind in my mind but it is possible and people still get gigs without them because people are hustling themselves uh, you know like person like um our colleague the cellist Natalie Spear like she's a hustler she's hustled her whole life to get gigs and do all those things that uh school kind of didn't prepare her for you know really the real world and developing more and putting yeah. yourself out there but maybe her degree gives her credibility yeah it's a then whole there's thing. credibility yeah exactly but like yeah music let's say you want to be a lawyer you need to go and do your law degree and then get your bar because those are professions that are uh, protected by um laws and stuff like that you know they have uh yeah people have made these things to make yeah. it make it if a, you're an yeah. accountant you also yeah. need the a specific doctor, degree or a doctor or nurse or musicians or, you can yeah. call anyone could call themselves musicians totally. even like to a, be yeah. member of the union you just have to pay your union fee yeah. and you're a member of the musicians Music union. union yeah so if you major in music 
um, that's not something that's going to give you a job. No. Like a certainty of a job at all. Yeah, at all, yeah. Um, but if you want to meet other musicians, if you want yeah. to have a well-rounded musical education, and if you think that it's a good way to do it for yeah. yourself, then go for it. But don't yeah. think that it's going to necessarily bring you... Maybe it will, yeah. maybe it won't. Right. And there might be other ways to get there. Yes, And uh, totally. I've been through that system. Mm -hmm. I've done performance a bachelor's in performance a master's yeah. in performance and uh and then another bachelor's in music education um so i've been in that system yeah it was good for me i totally. think i learned there other people learn differently and they still get to the same place Point, yeah. so you have to see yeah. what's best for you yeah i would say also like model yourself to the people like who are already successful and see what it takes to get to there and if it's something that you're willing to do do it If not, you know, find another course if you still want to do music, you know, like because the modeling yourself in front of somebody else, you get to understand really the amount of effort and and work that needs to be done, which, like I said, doesn't necessarily need that degree. Like somebody like James Galway, who only did conservatory for two years, still got into Berlin Phil at 18 or whatever, you know what I mean? Like or 19 years yeah, old, yeah. like super young. Same thing with the Bob Aiken or other countless musicians like straight out of conservatory or just private lessons or whatever. But I think, you know, uh, Bob Aitken, when 17 he 17 Edmonton, I think. Yeah. And he hadn't been in university yeah, at all yet. Yeah. He went back. That, he left right. his job and went yes. back later because he wanted to learn more about music in general, in general yeah. and compose and all that stuff. And meet more people and all those things that you were saying. Yeah. yeah. Totally. So he went back. But yeah. it all depends, like, what type of totally. experience are you looking for? What do you want to do with it? And, yes. like, don't be disappointed in if, if Because it's not, uh, it's not something that you get out, and, and you're, you get employment. You get employment. No. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. No. It's not that simple. Could, uh, could orchestras you, yeah. are not thriving everywhere, right? And um, there's a lot of flutists out there. So you have to uh, just uh, see what you want to do with it. Yeah. Uh, are you more of an um, entrepreneur type of person? Then maybe you minor in business or. Right. Maybe minor, you want to yes. also do your own YouTube channel and yeah. stuff. Maybe you minor in in uh, multimedia or, yeah. you know, learn how to do montage. And yes, learn. exactly. Because, like, sometimes I feel, uh, well, here we don't really have major and minors yeah. in Quebec. It's really like you do a bachelor's in one thing. Uh, so I did music, 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 else. music. Yeah. And I think it's good maybe to open it a little bit more because if you know only music, like, And you don't know anything else. You don't know business. You don't know. Right. Then it's very small. You know, you're. Exactly. And like, I know in a lot of places they do, they do double majors. So you can double major and do performance or just do a music degree. Some people just do music education and still take their, their lessons. You know, you still get 12, 12, uh, you still get three years of lessons out of four. And so your performing ability is going to still increase. And then they do a ma another major in like you said, uh, multimedia or they do English or they do law or something like that. You know, like mm -hmm. some people I've noticed they've done that. It's crazy, but they do it. And they eventually, then they get employment after no matter what they get that. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, because the whole audition world for music to audition after school to get into an orchestra is a whole in, in its as a whole environment in itself. There was a whole well. um, series of article in a newspaper here in Montreal a couple mm -hmm. of months ago, I think it was all like about artists who 
have a day job but are but are also very recognized artists in their fields like not not amateurs at all like people mm -hmm. who record people right. who play in big concerts like a guy who's a doctor in an emergency but he also records as a pianist he has like a phd in piano and he's a doctor whatever <laughs> there's people like that but there's also people who are like um working for the government and uh, as a functionary and also write books or right. also exactly play concerts totally. and go in all the big festivals in mm. the world and you know like keep it open check what's good for you but you know um yeah yeah it's a whole thing yeah sometimes seeing um i think it's worth it when you're young and you're deciding what you want to do in life maybe to see a career counselor mm -hmm. because it's a big investment you know and when people say oh you can always go back well sometimes it's not that easy to go back when you're older and you have um obligations and stuff mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah. Take your time, but then also, after yeah. that, there's always ways to re, uh, you know. Yeah, and also regroup. a lot of people, yeah, exactly. And also a lot of people, going back to the, I think, second question we had at the beginning of the show, I think about um, conservatories. Conservatories are a great side thing to do because you have a longer time to do things. There's not courses at like university where you have oh, throughout like ABRSM the day. ABRSM and Trinity, all those things. RCM. Those are great things to have that people do throughout their whole life and you can. You don't have to um, do the testing that year if you don't feel comfortable. You can do it the next semester, the next time and stuff like that because you have university and another degree completely. Yeah. And it's even cheaper sometimes. And it's less stressful because you want your creative, you want your creativity, I think, to not be hindered by stresses and, and, and time constraints and all those things personally. I feel that creativity, when that has hindrance, it can cause a little bit of problems and a lot of a lot yeah. of resistance and school university does that it, it has yeah. deadlines it has but tests, sometimes exams. um you can meet people and then it can help you in your career right. because you'll have project with the projects with them like it's a whole and there's a whole uh, there's um, yeah. good and bad there's good and from bad. everything yeah but uh, also totally. like just to, to finish that off basically just like also there's as far as if you want to go deep into like finding people there's also lots of community groups out there that are high level in your community. Sometimes you can be, you can find a high end little wind ensemble or people. And those are like huge amounts of people that want to interact and make music. There's even video game uh, music uh, uh, orchestras now in different towns and stuff, which are really cool that have not just two flute positions, but maybe eight because they need mm -hmm. sound, you know? So there are ways outside. I'm just trying to say that there are things outside of that cocoon of, university that there is music beyond that that exists that you can enter in at any age any time because we're very welcoming people people are very welcoming in the music world um and you know look at all the options outside of it as well can really uh open your eyes on on specific things too yeah yeah there's so different there ways to get to exactly. where you want to be exactly so we have a few more minutes left i think we have about seven or eight minutes left so if you have any more questions we'll definitely answer them um marie audrey talbot wants to know my question may sound weird but well, how do you practice with a metronome when i do i focus so much on the beat that i can't play if i focus less on the beat i can play but then can't hear the metronome it's like i can't listen to my i can't listen to my playing and the metronome at the same time any tips very very common thing yeah i see that a lot in students yes maybe 
put your metronome, don't play, sing the rhythm. Oh, you know, let's say you're working really on G major, you put your metronome and you go ta, 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 you know, start with that. Once you, and if it's too hard, put it slower and slower and slower until you can do it. You can even subdivide and instead of putting your metronome per quarter note, you put it per eighth note. Um, yeah, I would start like that. And once you can do it, just singing the rhythm or saying the rhythm, right? then there you go. Yeah, you can add can the flute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But be patient, you yeah, know, be won't patient. be just in a day. It no, take no, a bit of it takes time. time. And I would add to that, maybe find a metronome that can do subdivisions because then you have two different tones and it kind of makes you feel like, oh, I'm going to places. Like if you, oh, have, yeah. if you have one. I don't on like one. those. I like them. I think they I think they help with some people for sure. That's something that could could maybe. But you can also out. like put your metronome and you hear T, T, but you just tap one on two. Yeah. Tapping on the know? foot. Yeah. You're, you're a foot tapper type of person. Ta, ta, yeah. Ta. But I, I mean, think it's very good when you practice rhythm to tap something, either totally. with your finger. With you have to have the pulse somewhere in your body. Right. If the pulse is nowhere in your body, that's not going to work. One hundred percent for sure. So the metronome is an outside thing, but you have to internal internalize that yeah, thing. If not, like, mm-hmm. there is no point. Like rhythm is really a physical thing. Yeah. You have to feel it in your body. Yeah. The reason why I don't like the subdividing thing is that when students make a slight mistake right. takes them a while to go back because sure. they get all confused with the, the sound. Yeah. But wouldn't you say that doing the internalization is also a, a form of subdivision as well? It is, but it's uh, you're doing it yourself. Mm. So it's easier <laughs> okay. to get back right. when you make a mistake. Totally. Totally. But that's my own thing. I see. Maybe because I never really use them. I just, let's say I would group by two or by three. Yeah, the grouping it. is great. Yeah. Grouping is always, it's just a, another way of this. Grouping like and subdividing are kind subdivision. of the same Yeah, thing. they are. That's They're what I'm saying. Two yeah. faces of the coin. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just use, whether you want to use a machine or use your AI your brain AI brain <laughs> machine. Yeah. Whether those two things. Um, okay, what else do we got here? Uh, somebody, <laughs> one person looked at the ABRSM stuff and it reminded them more of a martial arts belt yeah thing. and it is it's it's basically something like that that's a, such a good point it's so true like it's just a system you know that you go through and there's testings and stuff like that you it's don't even th- need that no there's some people that just learned on their own and learned through private lessons like the art of private lesson before a hundred years or 200 years before the the first conservatories were really kind of around people were just taking private lessons and i think even conservatories like the mozartarium and stuff were really for the rich you know, oh, yeah. back it was not a thing for like the public. Like you, it was well, still expensive. Well, just having like even here, like they say, oh, conservatories here in Quebec, it's very cheap and like sure. it gives it gives uh, people from any background an opportunity to play. I'm sorry, right. that is not true, because mm-hmm. you need to at least have an instrument. Not everyone like it's not true that every people from every background. Like even in, in France, I know, I think it's free, but you still have to have a minimum level to get accepted. So it means you had private lessons before you bought an instrument. Like, yeah. So it's never completely accessible to everyone the way they want yeah. it to sound like. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like if you have something like El Sistema, then yes, it, it is accessible yeah, to everyone. Exactly. But yeah. that, because that, that system got so much notoriety because that 
it, it was one of the first things like that. Yeah, all. but it's also amazing because it is. It is amazing. Real, That's what I mean. That's why it got its notoriety. It is That's really amazing. opening yeah. it to everyone. Or, or That's if you saying, have music like, in public schools, that's yeah, really open yeah, to yeah. everyone. But conservatories, just, I'm it's sorry. It's taken a long time to get to that. It's, it's just what I'm saying. Like, it's been a long yeah. time of that type of stuff and being yeah. so, you know, be mindful about what the systems are. They're, they're, like you said, they have a lot of positives, a lot of good positives in those things. But it, also look it's for all teachers. About each person has to find their own way. But right. anyways, mm-hmm. uh, those programs, usually you find a teacher outside and then you just go for the exams. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, Chikoria doesn't like using a metronome. <laughs> That's it's funny. also okay. Yeah, it's okay too. Like My hey, piano man. teacher They're when I was good. a teenager didn't like metronomes because she thought it would just externalize your rhythm and she yes. wanted us to have it inside of our bodies. Mm-hmm. I'm in the middle. I think it's it's a good tool in general. Some students don't like it so much. Sometimes I don't. If their rhythm is pretty good, I don't necessarily push them that hard right. on it. Like it yeah. yeah, it all depends. Um, normalized orchestra auditions can be can make people very sad yes they can but they can also make people very happy you know like learning excerpts are fun like and playing with yeah. recordings i love playing orchestra excerpts with recordings and just playing parts like full parts and stuff sometimes that's super fun to do like yeah but like if there's one place yeah. in the orchestra yeah, and 20 yeah. people are auditioning, auditioning 90 yeah. people are going to be sad yeah, that's math that's, that's math yeah so uh, you know yeah but yeah maybe it's um there's two things like if you do it you kind of have to be uh, ready ready for that. Maybe yeah. maybe it's also the mindset. If you do it thinking, oh, I'm going to practice these. I'm going to learn them. Totally. It's going to be part of my knowledge. And yep. uh, no matter what happens, I still want something because I learned something out of it. Yeah. Then it's good. And you can also be like, I don't want to do them anymore. Like I've decided at one point that I was not interested in doing those anymore. No. I didn't want to put energy into it. Yeah. And it's also okay. Like yeah, you still was able I to play solo in or with an orchestra, you know? You know, we still able I to do that. I won a couple I of auditions because I did yeah. play with some orchestras. It's all good. Like yeah. but after a while I was like, I don't want to put my energy in this because it's not what I want. Like everyone exactly. has to find what Yep. makes them happy exactly and sometimes mm-hmm. something that made you happy for 10 years maybe after a while doesn't make you happy anymore you can also change yeah uh m patterson wants to know uh hi emily how can uh taking big breaths oh how can i take big breaths when i play flute i've been playing for three years and i still struggle with taking big enough breaths to play ah check our videos about breathing yeah there's um, also, yeah there's also like kind of to add i do you have yeah check the videos but i would like to add like you know a lot of people have learned uh you know how to kind of breathe in fast and fill up quick you know and like there's a lot of things like with the whole thing like i think like they do the whole <sighs> and feeling like why would you put your in. finger in front of the hole it blocks it. no it's just to cause re- to breathe in just to cause resistance just to get that feeling that you're breathing okay. in a lot is what i was kind of getting to okay you know and then because you get the sound <sighs> you get that sound just to know that <sighs> You know you're okay. hearing something, and then and you breathe out, so you can really get that sensation of being filled um, with air. I've seen help with bringing, developing bigger breaths. You know, like developing, I guess, feeling more full because the body knows how to fill up its lungs. You mm-hmm. know, we're engineered to take out in oxygen, and I think to be able to, I think maybe we overthink it when we breathe. 
when we're playing sometimes like something like this question kind of brings to the point that um maybe just focusing on just one element at a time first in order to kind of increase your breathing more i don't know but beyond the videos you have to look at the videos look at the videos, the videos first have a lot well. um I think sometimes you're right. People want to breathe too fast. Yeah. And it's funny because time, it's it's something a bit elusive, you know? Well, well to something me, we it's something we've created. Yeah. In my <laughs> time life, time is something that I don't get all the time. <laughs> um, because whenever I breathe and I try to breathe fast, my throat closes and I have very inefficient breathing. And then I realized I could breathe in an accelerando, you know, like breathe slow in the beginning of the breath and then faster at the end of the breath so you know i start fat i start slow and i it doesn't even take more time and that's so weird it feels like i have more time but when i play and i do it i don't need more time in fact i right. think i'm mm -hmm. i'm even taking less time than when i was trying to hurry you know it's like when you're you're late and you start panicking And then you try to go fast, but you're panicking so much that you go too 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 slow, and then it takes twice as much time. I think sometimes we breathe like that when we play the flute. Uh -huh. Sure. And we need yeah. to um, just think about breathing slowly. Yeah. Open your throat and uh, keep keep it open. You know, like the body, so that it can expand. Don't try to push your shoulders down. Don't try to, like, try to let everything um, relaxed enough so that it can open, that your chest can open, that your. And also, some teachers say, breathe from the belly, from the belly, from the belly. But, uh, and then people forget that they have, they have ribs, they have a rib cage that can mm -hmm. also expand. And yeah. that's such an efficient way to breathe when you're trying to breathe fast. <gasps> And also our our arms are high, so the rib cage is open already. So just use it, you know. Yeah, the room is there. And you know, you know your shoulder blades can also go away from each other and yeah. make space in your back. And yeah, yeah. because that's where your lungs are. There you they're go. high. Your lungs are not in your belly. No, they're your up lungs here. are up in the, super yeah. high. Mm -hmm. When your belly uh, gets bigger when you breathe in, it's because the diaphragm is pushing your organs yes. but there's no air in your belly uh -huh. you would die yeah <laughs> anatomy you know just just look at that just talk to somebody who knows a lot about anatomy they'll be like, they'll be like yeah it's yeah you're putting air in yeah, your belly you're putting uh -huh. air in your belly okay <laughs> you would be dead <laughs> there would be problems <laughs> so yeah um or you'll have gas yeah. i don't know <laughs> yeah or maybe it's just um, the, the, the other type of air you know mm. gas air Yeah, so th I think that's it for the rest of the, for today. Um, thanks for all the great questions. We do this at uh, the last Sunday of every month. Uh, you can go and help us out on Patreon if you find any of our stuff on YouTube or uh, this uh, show helpful. Go on Patreon and give us a little tip. You can tip us uh, every month so that it can help us make more content like this as uh, life is going to be rolling back uh, on. You know, we want to be able to do this more. So your generosity does help a lot, whether it's through Super Chat or whether it's through uh, Patreon. So you can go to patreon.com slash the flu channel 
and you can go and be our patron there. And there you can uh, talk to us uh, one-on-one with little comments. You can give us little uh, questions, stuff, and we'll answer them. We'll do stuff like that. It's a nice little community there that we have that we're trying to grow more and more. So you can go there at patreon.com. And also we have uh, our book on musicg.com. You can go and find that in the description. So musicg.com is where we have all of our sheet music. Uh, we have our Paganini transcription that you did for the Paganini 24th Caprice. And then there's also our uh, books and methods, which uh, include a PDF and uh, videos and MP3s all combined into one to teach uh, 15 lessons, which is really cool. And also Flute Center of New York, if you're looking for a flute. Uh, go to the flutecenter.com or flutecenter.com and use our code TFC at checkout or call them or email them and mention our code TFC and you'll be able to try up to three to four flutes, have an extended warranty, I think of 18 months instead of 12, and you can try out the flutes for up to 10 days. Yeah. And we have all those types of things. And Did you talk about our t-shirts? And no, and we have our merch store that was at the beginning of the show as well. If you watch the intro um we have our, our store store dot the flu channel.com where you can find our poster also um shirts our long long shirt also just practicing shirt that's a cool and shirt the long, long, long shirt. shirt yeah <laughs> we also have mozart uh mozart the uh mozart uh, concerto leggings and also i think there's even mozart concerto shirt as well too that a bunch of people have bought into it's a nice little shirt that has all the mozart concerto yeah, the posters we've already mentioned, the flute fingering posters, both in black and also in like a colorful one. I think we're going to put it on the wall somewhere soon if we ever remodel so you guys can that's see it in cool. our videos. And I think that's about everything. If we missed anything, uh, check our check everything in the description uh, below. Also, if you guys are watching, please go and rate us over at Apple Podcasts. If you use an Apple device, go to your Apple Podcasts and find us there and rate us. That helps us tremendously, puts us... Uh, more discoverable and and all those types of things and brings more people we've noticed a lot of people after people have made ratings that uh the following couple of weeks we get several dozen or even a hundred people more over on a podcast so this will be uploaded soon but go and leave us a review there on apple podcasts and that would be grateful to uh as well so yeah that's everything for this uh this month and we will see you guys at the end of february on the 28th see ya Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Bye.